We're back. We're talking the NFL. We talked about the NFL once earlier in this year. We talked about Colin Kaepernick and quarterback controversies. I think my QB1 today is one Tarlin Ray. Tarlin Ray, how are you doing? QB1? Yeah, I made yeah, it. You did. Congratulations. After all this, you finally arrived. I was always PG1. I had a little bit of a gun, better hands, yeah, yeah. but happy I'll, to be just here. Be clear, I'm happy to hold the clipboard today. It's much safer. Yeah. It's awesome, awesome to be back. It's that time of year going into week 17. Yeah. You got to give it up from the NFL. They said they were going to play games. Yeah. They have played games. Mm-hmm. They have rejiggered team schedules. Pittsburgh has gotten the short in the stick. Yeah. They have not had a bye week since week four. Yeah. Denver played a game without a quarterback. They, 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 there have been games, and my wife has reminded me of this as well. There have been games on every single day of the week this season. And, and some people are saying, oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I actually like the Wednesday game. That is an amazing yeah. comment. The NFL yeah. may have figured out, which is just a television show. Everyone's always said it's just yeah. a television show. Yeah. I figured think it, out to be. I read that this is not the first time that scheduling wise, depending on how you describe it, it may have been a more fluid scheduling dynamic in the 1930s or whatever. We'll confirm that part. But in the history of televised. Modern cable TV. Modern. Era, yes. This, where you've been able to get it on Amazon. NFL Network. Friday, are you ready yes. for some football? Saturday, are you ready just, for some just, football? Just anywhere. Every and then day. you also have Cleveland Browns who haven't made the playoffs mm. in forever. Yeah. Who lost all their starting wide receivers and lost to the lowly Jets. They're, they're not going to cancel a game for competitive reasons. Right. They're going to play. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole other storyline about next next person up and yeah. how you deal with injuries. But the NFL – is if anyone wondered, they're there to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and it is a sign that they're an owner-led, for the most part. Uh, they're much more owner-led than, uh, say, the NBA, as an example. And I think there's a sense of, there's a very transitory nature to being an NFL player. You're going to be there, you have a short window, and then that window is going to be gone. So I think the leverage frequently winds up with the owners on that side and the commissioner of the NFL. And, and then if you, they then have that approach, the players want to make money too. Don't get me wrong. There, they, there is collective bargaining in the NFL. They do want to play because that's the only way they're going to make money to your point. But uh, you do wonder about player safety. <laughs> you wonder about player safety in the NFL period. And then you add to that the additional risk around COVID, both to the players catching COVID, but then also <laughs> to the backup receiver who winds up having a quarterback for Denver. That's a dangerous position that you're putting an unqualified. It's George Plimpton, famously paper lion, a writer, reporter, wound up playing for the Detroit Lions back in the 70s, but he kicked a field goal and he avoided contact because (laughs) you could die on an NFL field. It is a scary gladiatorial environment. And in some ways, I do think the NFL has powered through in a way that is consistent with a gladiatorial environment. It's their shield. There is the collective understanding of the NFL as a warrior class. And it is really interesting to see it happen. And then we talked at, we've talked at length about how sports helps both of us find refuge. Despite the fact that maybe I'm spending more time watching the NFL than everyone in my household would want. <laughs> it's been a huge refuge for me. And had I not had this 
available for me just as something to look at that I care about it. I could look at it with tremendous detail, but it also, it's not life or death on the line. It's something that I can just have rooting interests, maybe some light gambling interests, but nothing serious. And it's just a lifesaver. We want to talk about how lessons learned from sports, but one of the lessons learned from sports for me is that it's a huge healing agent for not just me, I think just for everyone. The NFL in particular is a place where both the left and the right are, there's passionate NFL fans. Like it does feel like a place where there's probably some common ground. And then they tend to go out with some of the more rah-rah patriotism, which is why I think us talking about Kaepernick was hugely relevant. And we did want to come back to the quarterback side of the equation here too, because the quarterback narratives, we were talking about quarterback controversies at the beginning of the year, talking about Aaron Rodgers and the fact that the Packers drafted a quarterback rather than a wide receiver, offensive lineman, someone else who could have skill position who might've been able to help Rodgers perform even better. We did talk about how maybe there was a chip on his shoulder, see where that might lead. It looks like he's probably going to get an MVP. So good job. And a a number one seed in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) I think we both were on the record. I will credit you. I think you might've even been a little more vociferous in your belief that Aaron Rodgers was going to show us something. So I I will give credit where credit is due. Thank you. On the the first show. Check that one out too. It's interesting to hold us accountable. Happy that worked out for my one in 13 fantasy football team this year. (laughs) One in 13. Just want to make sure everyone knows. That does happen. (laughs) Which team are you talking about? My fantasy football Ah, team. One mm, in 13 this year. So I might've been right in real life. Yeah. In the fantasy world. Right. I, I got destroyed. But yeah, I think you can go anywhere to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? To Kansas City, the Bills, Pitt are already in. We got five teams and five going into the last week in the AFC, Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, Tampa, and on the AFC yeah. side. Right. Brady with the double barrel to Belichick. Tampa. Saying, saying I, I, I am the guy. I am the engine. Belichick. Missing the playoffs. Playoffs? playoffs? Th- throwing a phone yesterday. Uh, or a couple of days ago, but that's less interesting because you can get that anywhere. Yeah. What is truly interesting when I mean, you talk about quarterback controversies is following what's happening in Miami mm-hmm. and Brian Flores as a second year coach, former Belichick assistant, has he's dialing it up and moving to a, who is, was the number five pick in the draft. I'm sorry, uh, Tarvin, what is Tua's last name? Tua, Tua T. <laughs> Tagliova. Tagliova? Tag- I don't know. I don't know. We'll clean it up in post. Yeah. <laughs> to a T. <laughs> yeah. As he rode the pine for the first six games and then was designated the starter, uh, even though Fitzpatrick was having not a terrible year, Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, more like Fitzmagic. Always Fitzmagic, especially yeah. coming from my alma mater. Yeah. I will always be a huge fan. 16 mm-hmm. years in the league. H-bomb. With the record of first time ever, with the record, that's only the first eight bomb, with the record of 59, 86, and one, Fitzmagic. And then benched Fitzmagic, who knew his role, but still was not happy about it and said that in the press. Yeah. And proceeded to, in multiple games, pull Tua yeah. from the lineup and have Fitzmagic come in yeah. as a reliever in the fourth quarter to right. try to see what he can do. Because Fitzmagic has. Uh, what we used to say about Eli Manning, he's got a horseshoe in his butt. He's a lucky dude. He Did you see that no-look pass? He was, he was getting face-masked. His head is being wrenched off 
by the defensive player. He hurls it. Beautiful pass drops in. It's, it's a lot of film work. It's a lot of oh film work. Oh my God. Like I was, I grew up on NFL films, uh, running it back, back in the day. NFL, the beautiful, oh my God, beautiful cinematography. But uh, that pass made me think that would have been the type of thing to, to see in old school film archives. That and actually Aaron Rodgers playing in the snow at Green Bay. There are these beautiful football things. It's just a really wonderful sport. uh, And it feels a television show. But Fitz Magic, this has happened to him for so long. Like he's just been good enough to have these magical moments, but not really good. And then meanwhile, too, when he's good, he's great, but he's probably too unreliable. So what do you do as a coach to manage Mm through these personalities how do you get them to get along what lessons can we learn so he's a rookie from all that two was a rookie he had no coming off a of major hip surgery so he also hadn't played for a year or let's call it nine months to, to 11 months and he's also someone that has had experience dealing with the locker room where you could have some quarterback controversy so Tua back in college, and I'll get to Brian Flores, but Tua back in college, highly rated four-star, five-star quarterback that sat behind Jalen Hurst, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, champion who had won 26 to 28 games and yeah. then was subbed in a la Fitzmagic, not in the fourth, but right. in the after halftime to take over and win a championship for Alabama. Right. And then proceeded to then start the next year while Jalen Hurst decided to sit that year as a second stringer instead of transferring. So, are, so, so Tarlin, are you saying it takes two at a tango when it comes to quarterback uh, controversies? I was hoping to get through. <laughs> Were we going to get through this without that line? Nope. <laughs> my, my work here is done. So what's interesting, is it Brian Flores and his coaching ability? Mm. Yes. Or is it the person who is willing to either is playing, is willing to play their role mm-hmm. to a five-star recruit who was willing to sit behind Jalen Hurst, even though he was killing Alabama's one of vaunted defense in practice, yeah, right. killing them. Right. Then fast forward and Jalen well, well, Hurst is then is after this, losing his job is willing to do the same thing. And the thing is Jalen Hurts so good. Two individuals alphas qb ones that are willing to 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 coincide one and one a there it is and then you have the same thing even though Fitzmagic knows that that he's biding time for tua he did not expect to lose his job this year especially because miami's winning Mm -hmm. so is something about the dynamics between the individual who wants to win is super competitive but is willing to take a back seat for the team Mm-hmm. And that is, it's really hard to do. And you can see with Fitzmagic and Tua, like a genuine excitement for each other. Yeah. And someone could say, oh, Tua is doing that because he knows it's his team yeah. uh, going forward. But then why was he doing that in college? And then someone could say that about Jalen Hurts. Like, but, but, why then, was but, he- then, but then you'll also get the knock. He doesn't have the eye of the tiger. He's not truly going to be great. So that's the other question out there is what kind of player just assumes that leadership position and doesn't give it back to me that comes back to the the all-time goat of qb2s tom brady when he got his one shot 
ha- Hamilton reference. You know, you like that? I'm going to call it out. Um, he's got it. He's got his one shot. He's in there. He doesn't give it back until ten years in, however many years in Castle. When Matt, he, when Matt he had, Castle. Whenever yeah. he had his leg problems, but there is that where the truly great ones, Pat Mahomes unlikely going to be involved in any quarterback controversies for quite some time. He sat for a year, but then he sat for 16 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played week seven. If there was a 17, he played the last game of the season mm-hmm. through for 280. Yeah. And then that's when they're like, it's his team, but mm-hmm. I, I don't Brady took over for an injured player. Mm-hmm. Tua and Fitz Fitz magic are bouncing back and forth where you don't know whether or not you're going to finish the game. If we want to run it back, the closest comp I can think of is Jay Schrader and Doug Williams, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. Yeah. Jay Schrader took over, which is a better comp to Brady because he took over after the Theismann injury, Mm. then had a pretty good year in 86. Doug Williams coming out of USFL, it's brought to the Redskins as a backup because he knew Joe Gibbs. And then there's tension. And Williams starts two games that year, loses both, comes in some mop-up duty because Schrader is struggling and actually wins and then gets selected to start the playoffs and ends up becoming the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. To me, that is a better comp because of the in and out nature of you know, that QB1 position, not knowing that where the, the coach is making yeah. the decision in game, whether or not they have the right person on the field versus running with that person. Because Brady struggled in his first few years. He wasn't, he was more of a game manager than who he is today. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but Tua, you're saying the, the Tua and Fitzmagic, you think they can get frisky in the playoffs? You think they can actually advance a little bit or is it a bridge too far for that squad? Because it does feel like, Full circle, it's a quarterback-driven league. I would love to see Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl. That would make February much more uh, palatable to me. But, uh, but any perspective on the QB controversies that are out there, the general understanding is if you have a QB controversy, it's going to be hard to get particularly far in the playoffs. The Doug Williams example was a bit of a counterexample did remind me of the Giants back in the day too, Phil Sims and Jeff Hostetler, where when Sims went down to injury, the Giants won their second Super Bowl with Hostetler as, as quarterback. It has happened. Car- Carson Wentz uh, was part of it. Did you want to go f- uh, full circle in the quarterback controversy connections, the, the QCCs that you were referring to earlier? Yeah, I think to have a stable quarterback room obviously helps the teams that you're mentioning the Mahomes and the Josh Allens and even though Roethlisberger looks old like you got the Rodgers they're not going anywhere some would say does Breeze hate it when Taysom Hill comes in and takes the direct snaps and we played well in the three games he's out that's fine but everywhere else you have a solid room Philadelphia is out of the playoffs Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz was awful this year Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts took over and actually looked good and Carson Wentz publicly said that if he can't start, that he'd rather be on another team. Right. Got lambasted for that. Your favorite giant Tiki Barber was the first person to say it's the worst teammate ever. Oh my God. And so that creates controversy. And this is the Jalen Hurts. I want to, you call it my carry homeland moment. This is the same Jalen Hurts that was a dominant college football player, then held a clipboard for Tua, was celebrating Carson, now is starting. And the guy 
he took over for is not doing the same thing that he did for Tua. He's wants to take his ball home and wants to yeah. go to another team. So I do think that back to Miami, you start Fitzpatrick if you make the playoffs. He's a grizzled veteran. You just try to hold down the turnovers. I think he gives you a better shot to win this year. Mm-hmm. But then Tua with the full season starts next year. That's just the way you play it. Yeah. And I think what Flores has done with that team is, and with those two guys, it's not a controversy. What Fitzpat- Magic would look at is if he has a deep run in the playoffs, which he's never really done, it just cements his 16-year career as a seventh-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And he runs rise off in the sunset. He holds the clipboard next year. That's it. Yeah. And, um, and, and then meanwhile, there's another QB2 who's getting a little frisky right now. A certain Andy Dalton for a certain <laughs> Dallas Cowboys who may be making the certain playoffs. Playoffs? I'll be crazy if they do. And then who knows the NFC East, I wouldn't rule anything out. Anything can happen and probably will, but, but yeah, so a lot to chew on. And I think just in terms of lessons learned, it does feel like navigating who is your QB one and how do you have a a good backup without undermining them? How do you not lose the locker room? Those sort of subtleties, those sorts of dynamics to me, remind me of, a lot of the challenges you have when you're leading a team period where you do want to be developing your people. There are different stages in their lives and their careers. You want them to be at their best. And then you frequently have to choose who you're going to bat with and who is your quarterback to quote Terrell Owens. That's your quarterback. You got to make those decisions. To me, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn to leading an organization, leading a not-for-profit, et cetera, around making those types of decisions about your own personnel. Any thoughts uh, on that? 100% agree. So we talked about the individuals that are in the controversy and how a lot of it weighs on them, just their personalities and how they feed into their role. But if you ladder up the Doug Petersons of the world and the, with the Eagles, Brian Flores with the Dolphins, it's their responsibility to over-communicate so that someone understands what their role is. So Carson Wentz, who had 15 interceptions, numerous fumbles, 50 sacks, was not able to move the Eagles. And granted, they they don't have a ton of talent. They had a lot of injuries. You should be creating a direct line of communication with Carson to just explain his role, the opportunity in front of, we're going to look at something different and what it means for him. So that happens in a lot of just various work life. You say for-profit, non-profit. Someone might, and this goes back to, are you on the right seat on the bus? Someone that just may not be in the exact right role. And you're not trying to talk someone into liking a different job. You're just trying to explain them where they think they have higher value. Yeah. And it fits their skill set. Mm-hmm. And hard when you're QB1 and you're driving the team, you got guys in the press saying, he's our guy. But there are moments that's a true sign of leadership. It's almost even talking about some of the NBA coaches that are able to talk guys into coming off the bench and playing a six-man role. It, yeah. it takes a lot to reframe the way someone thinks about themselves. It's not easy, mm-hmm. and especially with the alphas that are QB1. So yeah. I give a lot of, I won't win coach of the year. Miami's done a ton more than people expected, but Brian, you got to give a lot to Brian Flores. You know, if it's magic into our unique guys, but for the leadership he's, he's showing this year. Yeah. And so to our QB1s out there, Tarlin, I'm looking at you. Stay frisky because us QB1As, uh, we're holding a clipboard. We're rooting for you. But uh, 
but it takes good leadership to keep us all motivated, figure out how we all can be the heroes in our stories. And, and that Friday Night Lights throwback edition is probably in our future if we keep talking about QB1s, figure out what's on the horizon as we head into 2021. But this run we had in 2020 was a ton of fun. We'll keep running it back. Hopefully you'll keep listening. Thanks again. This is Running It Back. Running It Back.